Hello everyone, this is Mustafa, you're welcome to my podcast. Um, as you've read the title, the most important thing every Muslim should know. Some of you are like, well, what was that? was that? Well, by the time you listen to this episode, you know what it is and you know why I say it is the most important thing every Muslim should know. Um, this is mainly targeted at my Muslim brothers and sisters, but if you're not Muslim, you're welcome to listen, learn, whatever. But this is mainly targeted at Muslims. So this is sort of like a Ramadan special and I hope you benefit from it. Um, I tried to be as articulate as I could. I had no notes in front of me, so I was just speaking from my mind. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a heart-to-heart session, so I hope you benefit from it. Cheers. Hey guys, Mustafa here. Welcome to my podcast. This is, this is good. This is good to do this again. It's been a while I recorded an episode. Um, but I hope you guys are re- listening to my last episode with James, my friend. And uh, anyway, this particular episode is more of a Ramadan special. So it's solely for my Muslim brethren and sistren. <laughs> Do you understand? So um, obviously, if you're non-Muslim, you're welcome to, you know, listen and, and learn. You're welcome. It's fine. But this is aimed at my Muslim brothers and sisters. Do you understand? So... The reason I thought to do this was because I see a lot of things on social media, you know, that makes me just squint and just wonder, like, what? From Muslims, you know. And um, by the way, before I just go into it, yeah, let me just give a quick background on who I am, right? I am not, <laughs> listen, I am, I'm just a regular guy, yeah. I'm just a regular guy. I'm not a student of knowledge. Talkless of being a scholar or being an alim or nothing. I'm just another guy, right? <laughs> Do you understand? I probably the only thing on me that would make you recognize that that I'm oh I could possibly be, be a Muslim is my beard. The fact that I have a big beard. That that's it. You know, but I am not. You know, I don't go around wearing a jalabia and a topi and you know and <laughs> holding a miswak every time in my hand nothing like that i'm just a regular guy i mean some of you follow me on twitter you know I, what i like to do is i like to play fifa and i like visual effects <laughs> do you understand however i still alhamdulillah I do have a certain level of gira to the religion a gira means basically like you know protective jealousy and you know and i still hold islam to a certain level of importance and I also hold my Muslim brothers and sisters, which is you, to a certain level of importance. So when I see a couple of things on social media, I'm just like, wait, why would you even do that? <laughs> Are you not a Muslim? And I don't say that like in like a way of trying to demean anyone or trying to put down anyone, but I'm just like, there are those basic things that Muslims should just know. Do you understand? Like, there are Muslims that drink... You know, smoke, you know, do a bunch of stuff, yeah. But I'm sure they know they are committing sins, yeah. Okay, genocide. So it's possible that, inshallah, may Allah forgive us. But there are some things that it's just that just basic. Like you say you're Muslim, but how can you hold? How can you believe this? So I'm not going to go into the specifics of what I saw, but. I just want us to have like a quick discussion and hopefully to be enlightening for, for everyone. 
Now, we know that Islam is Islam is basically divided into two things. Yeah. Sharia and Aqidah. So, Sharia, many of us are familiar with that word. Sharia is basically the legislation, you know, of Allah that we follow by that we follow in Islam. Right? That we abide by things like oh, don't drink, you know, and so on. Those that's the legis- that's the legislation part. And then the Aqidah part, which is the second part I mentioned, is the belief, like what you actually believe. Do you understand? What, what actually makes you a Muslim? I'm sitting in Lagos now. If I, I'm sitting in Lagos now. If I brought 10 people, one, one person from Ikoi, one person from Okota, one person from Victoria Island, one person from Yaba, and I put, every, and I put 10 of them in a room, and everyone claims to be Muslim, do you think... All those ten people are gonna have the same beliefs. Like, if you believe that Allah is one and Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is His messenger, the the popular idea is that that's what makes you a Muslim, right? But if I put those ten people, do you think they're all going to have the same beliefs, the same the same core beliefs in Islam? This is why aqidah aqidah meaning belief, meaning your creed, what you actually believe, is very important. Now let's. I'm not going to obviously go deep into the topic here because this is. I just. I don't want to make this long at all. But let's just go into what we all know, which is like the articles of faith, right? Believe in Allah. Believe in the angels. Believe in the books. That's the revelation. Believe in the prophets. Believe in the last day and the hereafter. Believe in, um, in a predestination, right? I don't know if I'm missing anyone else out, but. We know the articles of faith here. Yeah? About I think six, I think six articles of faith. It is not just about believing they exist. When you believe, when you when you say you believe in Allah, yeah, and you say, oh, okay, that's one article of faith done, good, good to go. That's not it. It's not just about believing Allah exists. Do you understand? Do you know who believes Allah exists? The the Quraysh that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam was sent to. The ones in Mecca, you know, pre-Islamic times that used to worship idols and all of that. They believed that Allah existed. They believed it. Do you understand? So it's not just about believing in the existence. There are also things you have to believe about Allah that would make that article of faith of yours to be firm and solidified. For example, if you believe that, and this is not any job to any religion, I'm just having a conversation here. If you believe that Allah is actually divided into three parts, do you still have? Are, are you still a Muslim? Like obviously, I'm not here to make takfir of anyone, right? But if someone comes and says I'm a Muslim, and I believe that Allah is divided into three parts, I believe that I, I, he already believes in the existence of Allah, but he fully believes that Allah is divided into three parts. Does do you do you think that still makes him a Muslim? Right? There is definitely a dent in his belief now. Now his belief is corrupted. Now there's an issue with his aqidah, which is really making his status as a Muslim really shaky. Do you understand? Do you believe that if they ask you where is Allah, are you gonna say Allah is everywhere? That is a popular thing that people say yeah but that is not islamic 
Allah is not everywhere. Allah has told us where he is. He is above his throne. Now, I know some people might come and say that, oh, that, that saying that Allah is everywhere is more met- metaphorical, that meaning like he can see everything, he can hear everything. But listen, a lot of people believe that Allah is actually everywhere. Really, like they believe that Allah is beside them everywhere, <laughs> right? Allah is above his throne. So there are things about Allah that we should believe and there are things about Allah that we believe that we should unlearn for us to make sure that that part of our Akida is solidified. I hope, I hope what I'm saying makes sense. The same thing comes to, let's go to another article of faith. Say, believe in prophets. Once again, I'm not jabbing at, at any religion yet, but we know that there's another religion that believes that, oh, um, Prophet Dawood, which is David, he was a serial fornicator, that, oh, he sent his, you know, he sent uh, someone to the battlefield because he saw his wife naked. So he sent the person to the front of the battlefield so that the person could die and he could marry his wife. <laughs> do you really, do you believe that about Prophet Dawood? If you believe that about Prophet Dawood, then you are going against the belief in Islam that the prophets committed no major sins. So the belief that the prophets committed no major sins is also part of the, of the article of faith of believing in the prophets. It's not just about believing that they exist. It's also about believing things about them. If someone comes and says, oh, I believe in the prophet Muhammad, but I, I don't think he was a man. I think he was a woman. That is a dent already to his aqidah. That is a uh, that is already a poison to his belief in the prophets. So we need to make sure that our aqidah is strong. And this, the same thing, you know, also applies to the other articles of faith, which is belief in the angels, belief in the books, predestination, and so on and so forth. I was the kind of person that says, oh, oh, I believe in luck, I believe in luck, I believe in luck. If I believe in luck, then that, that is already sort of countering a belief that's, you believe in predestination. You believe in Qadr. You believe that everything is already set in stone. You don't believe in oh, luck. Do you understand? Like, so we need to make sure our beliefs are, are strong enough. I'm not here to talk about what you do. I'm not here to judge people that say, oh, you, you, oh, you do this, you do this sin, you do that sin. That's not what I mean. I'm just here to talk about what everyone can do, which is have a, 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 a strong enough belief. Do you understand? And how do we have a strong enough belief? It is through knowledge, basically. It is through knowledge. Now, many people might be listening now and did not know before listening to this podcast that the notion that Allah is everywhere is completely wrong. But now that you've listened to this podcast and you know that if they're asking now that where is Allah, you say Allah is on his throne, that's knowledge for you. You've just learned. And the way you can learn about these other things is by basically researching and knowing the right things. Now, that brings me to the second part of this, of, of what I want to address in this podcast. How do we know what, what, how do we know who to follow in terms of belief? I'll give you an example. Some, a, a particular sect of people who call themselves Muslims, yeah, they do not believe that the Quran, that every word is actually the word of Allah. They believe that some of it is human, human infiltration, basically. Now, if you follow that belief, that already dents 
dents your article of faith that says believe in the books. That already messes with your aqidah and already makes your status of, as a Muslim shaky already. Because it's your aqidah that makes you a Muslim. So I hope you understand the point when I, when I, when I say makes your status, status as a Muslim shaky. Right? So if you follow that, that, that sect that believe that the Quran has been infiltrated by human, you know, human, human writings and all of that, that already dents your aqidah. So how do we know who to follow? How do we know who to follow, right? Excellent question. Thank you for asking. <laughs> now, obviously, I'm not here to impose anything, by the way. I'm just here to, obviously, address a lot of observations I've made. And hopefully, you see the sense in what I'm saying. Now, the Prophet, Wasallam, obviously, we know that everything about Islam that we know now, he, he got them as revelation, you know, through the Quran and the Hadith. Now, the Quran, when he receives the revelation, he would then explain the verses that he received. Does that make sense? And who will he explain it to? Who, who was he explaining these things to? He was explaining them to his companions, the Sahaba around him, right? The Sahaba, those are who he explains it to, right? Now, that is why Whenever we want to understand what to believe in terms of our Aqidah, we should then go to the Sahaba. We should then go to these companions because they have first-hand, <laughs> right? They got first-hand explanation from the Prophet wasallam himself, right? So, this is why the best people to get the correct knowledge on what to believe in terms of Islam, in terms of revelation, are the Sahaba, the students of the Sahaba, and the students of the students of the Sahaba. Now, let me let me let me just let me let me pause there for a bit. Yeah. Now I mentioned three generations basically. This is because they have a direct chain to the Prophet. Now, if you are going to now, if you want to follow the interpretation, right? of the Quran, of a man that came maybe, I don't know, maybe 900 years after the Prophet, you know, and says that, you know what, this part of the Quran, this is what, this is what it actually means, and then you now start to see a couple of people following him, and then you say, you know what, I think this man actually has the right interpretation. Forget forget sentiment, forget anything, forget um, sex, or all these things. Does that, does that, is, is that logical for you to follow the interpretation of one next man that came, Right or the interpretation that the Sahaba who heard it directly from the Prophet, which 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 is more sensible in, in in your ears, because the Prophet explained these verses to the Sahaba. I'll give you an example here. Allah says in the Quran, yeah, that worship Allah until you reach the certainty. The certainty, right? Now, I don't want to mention names here, but a certain sect, yeah. Right, they start with they start with an S, and it's not shares. <laughs> anyway, a certain sect here, yeah, they believe that this verse that says "worship Allah until you attain certainty," they believe that that certainty means that when you attain a level in your in yourself that you know what I really really believe in Allah. Then at that point, then you can stop saying salah, for example, you can stop praying. That that's what certainty means. It means that when you reach a certain level. In your in your mind, 
you know, in your heart that you fully believe in Allah, you're setting in Allah, then you can stop worshipping Allah. You can stop saying Salah at that point. That's the interpretation. Whereas the Sahaba, right, who got the explanation from the Prophet, they said that this certainty, what it actually means is death. So when Allah says, worship Allah until you reach the certainty, that certainty means until you die. Because death is certain, right? So worship Allah until you die. That's what, it, that's what the verse means. Now, does it not make sense to follow the interpretation of the Sahaba that got, that got the explanation from the Prophet directly? It makes more sense to follow that. Do you understand? And this is just one example in so many, many, many examples, right? That we cannot even start, right? Because we'll be here for, 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 for hours, right? If not days, if not weeks. So it is important that we follow the interpretation of the Sahaba. We follow that interpretation in terms of what to believe about Allah. We follow their interpretation, interpretation on what to believe about the prophets, their interpretation on what to believe about the books, about the um, afterlife, about the angels, about predestination. It is important that we tune our mindsets to follow these. Now, I hope I've not bored you guys because this is very, very, very important stuff. Because it is, it is these things, it is your belief, what you actually believe. That's what makes you a Muslim. And that, that is our key to salvation. That is Because what's our ultimate goal? It's for us to attain salvation. <laughs> it's for us to go to Jannah, inshallah. Do you understand? So th- that, that is why Akhida is very important. And following the right source, right, is very important. And the right source, like I've explained, right, is following the way the Sahaba have explained it, right? And also the students of the Sahaba and the students of the students of the Sahaba. Do you understand? Because they have the same. Now, obviously, there's a chain. If the students of the Sahaba said something, but the Sahaba said something different, then we take what the Sahaba said. Does that make sense? If the students of the students of the Sahaba say something, but the students of the Sahaba said something different. Then we take what the students of the Sahaba said. So the the one so the the generation that precedes is the one that we take that we that we preference in terms of their interpretation. But that but there is almost an insignificant amount of you know conflicts in that sense. I hope I hope we understand this. So it is important, yeah, that. We follow the right sources when it comes to what we believe, right? What we believe is very important. Now, that takes me to the point of when people say, that is my interpretation. Fam, nobody cares about your interpretation, bruv. <laughs> nobody cares about your interpretation. Jonathan. <laughs> You know, I was having this so this discussion which I try to avoid on Twitter, yeah, but sometimes I just can't resist. I'm a troublemaker. I was having this sort of discussion on Twitter, yeah, and there was a verse that came out and everyone was arguing about the verse and I said, Oh, the Sahaba explained it like this, so because obviously the Sahaba they got the explanation directly from the Prophet. I was like, Oh, the Sahaba explained it like this, so and they started coming at me. Like 
as if I came and wanted to give like an interpretation that would suit my desires. <laughs> I said, ah. I said, this is how I explain it. Because definitely, I would rather take the explanation of, say, Abubakar, Rodiala Wani, than, uh, than uh, some Twitter user. <laughs> Do you understand? But I, ex- I brought the explanation. They were like, oh, no, no, we don't take that. That this is our own interpretation. I'm like, what? <laughs> Your interpretation? Like, fam, nobody... See, Islam is not like other religions, right? No job to any other religion. But Islam is not like other religions whereby... Because of the way they've approached their scriptures, you see that other religions have been, have been watered down so much. That many many religions are now are now are now a mockery. Basically, they now do what they like, you know, and that is why Islam is still the way it is today. You know, because there are people who have really stood and fought against people that have the ideology of this is our interpretation. <laughs> do you understand? So we cannot have that mindset of. Mm, so this verse says ahad. Okay, let's see. The way I interpret it is that it says Allah is one in sense of there are actually three of them, but is one in sense of one body. You know, we we can't be we can't be doing this. When we read a verse like that, we're gonna say, okay, what did how did the Sahaba explain this verse? How did they understand this verse? How did they understand ahad? Oh, okay, so they, they understood it like this, that Allah is one, one alone. He cannot be divided into multiple parts. Like, he's just one. Oh, okay, that's the meaning. Now, this is the way I now understand, based on the understanding of the Sahaba and their students and the students of their students. Do you understand? So, that, that is the approach that I would really like to um, have my Muslim brothers and sisters listen to this to, to take on board. Do you understand? And I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, he allows us to really understand what I'm saying and see the sense in, in this and ultimately may he guide us as well. You know? So this is why Aqida is is really, 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 uh really, really, really important, you know. You don't you don't have to be uh as 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 righteous as as the Sahaba as as righteous as the prophets or we cannot be anyway do you understand or the, or any of that to just have the basic beliefs it's about believing believing is an action of the heart do you understand it's about believing what you believe <laughs> do you understand it's what you believe and you know that's why i'm you know relating this to you guys because it's something that everyone can do do you understand so may allah guide us in 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 that regard you know so the sahaba have you know their understanding of of the of the scripture and revelation is what we should hold you know to the highest regard you know i'll give an, another example there was a sahaba whose name was abdullah ibn abbas now abdullah ibn abbas yeah who was he he was a man whom the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself made a prayer on and says allah teach abdullah ibn abbas the interpretation of the quran now, is the Prophet's dua going to be rejected? No. So, we take the interpretations of Abdullah bin Abbas. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> Do you understand? So, if Abdullah bin Abbas says that, oh, this verse here, this is what he means. This is what this verse is saying. This is the explanation of this verse. Then we should take it. We cannot come and say, oh, this is my interpretation. Islam is not like that. Don't bring that into Islam. Yeah. <laughs> 
so may Allah guide us and uh, that's my message right to to my Muslim brothers and sisters this Ramadan and uh, yeah Ramadan special I don't know if I'll, I I think I will do another one yeah I think I'll do another one but yeah let's just see how it goes so I hope you benefited from that episode um, you can message me for if you have any questions you know or you want to bring my attention to something you know anything that i said that was wrong is from myself and shaitan and everything i said that is beneficial alhamdulillah so yeah so message me my twitter is at life of mustafa or send me your voice message on here on anchor if you have any questions or want to make any clarifications or, or anything like that cheers